God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out His Spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promised outpouring and we equip for that outpouring so that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We have with us our dear, dear friend for all eternity, Dean Braxton. Dean has one of the best documented experiences of going to heaven. The doctor was working on him for an hour and 45 minutes before God sent him back into his body. And it was very clear that he was dead for a really long time. So Dean has had experiences and he's going to share with us some things that he hasn't shared very often. So join us today and this podcast and have a life-changing encounter with heaven. We're so glad you're with us today. This is going to be a tremendous podcast. You're going to enjoy this so much because we're getting to have a peek into the spirit realm, into the heavenly realm with Dean Braxton. Dean has had this marvelous experience where he went to heaven for an hour and 45 minutes. He has three books on his website, Dean Braxton. Dot com. You can go and look at his books. He has one called In Heaven and one called What It's Like to Die. And my personal favorite is Deep Worship in Heaven. These are powerful books, life-changing books. And God is using him to bring change into people's lives, eternal change to help us understand what's going on. And Dean also has a YouTube channel with, wow, something like 180 little videos of answering questions about heaven. Heaven is such a vast, vast, vast place. And he didn't get to see all of it, but he saw lots of things and experienced lots of things. And he's answering questions for people all the time. And he's answering many questions on his YouTube channel. So be sure to go to the Dean Braxton YouTube channel. And probably you'll probably want to subscribe because he's putting new things out there all the time. So Dean is going to be with us May 27th and 28th. That's the Friday and Saturday of Memorial Day weekend 2022. And you can come and join us here in Engeltal, the Valley of Angels. We're going to have a glorious time with Dean. And he's going to share with us today some of the things that he doesn't usually share. We want to catch a glimpse into some of the deeper things. And some of it he can only share when he's got us for a long time. So he's going to give us a sneak preview into what he will be sharing when he comes here. But before we get started with this interview, I just want to invite you to go to our website, globaloutpouring.net, and be sure to subscribe to our mailing list. So we have e several email lists that you can choose from, but choose the one, one or ones that will bless you and minister to you. And we'd love to hear back from you. Our email address is feedback at globaloutpouring.org. Let us know what the Lord did in your life as a result of this podcast. Well, Brother Dean Braxton, it is such a delight to have you with us again on the podcast. Thank you for joining us today. 
Well, it's great to be here, you know, just to uh, see you too and to be able to talk to you. It's just great. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to coming back to Arkansas and, and ministering in that area. I, I, last time I was there, Sharon, as you know, I just didn't come. I made friends. And mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times people said uh, they want me to, to uh, connect them with people. I said, you got to understand, I'm not connecting you with people. I'm connecting you with my friends. There's a whole different story. There. Yes. Yeah. Very true. Beautiful. Very yeah. true. So you're going to be with us May 27th and 28th, 2022. Correct. And this is not the same kind of visit that you had the last time where you were, no. you were talking about um, things about heaven and lots of things and answering questions and so on. Tell us a little bit about what is on your heart for this. You've, uh, you've called it your place in eternity. And, and just tell us some more about, uh, about what this is that, that you're doing and, and how, how it is that God put it on your heart to do it. This um, um, training, and I call it a training, is really not that we do activities. It's mainly really changing the thinking of how a person thinks about something. And there's a training process in that because of the way I do it. So it's almost training your brain to start looking at something completely different than the way you looked at it. And it's really, I always say, looking at it from a heavenly point of view instead of an earthly point of view. Amen. And so to do that Process or to have that happen, I have to take small steps to get to what I really want to put out there. Uh, and and when I say your your place in eternity, and it's really this is 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 a uh, telling you why did judgment begin? Um, because and it came about because people kept on asking me, did God show you anything about the end of time, the end of time, the end of time? They always wanted me to give them something about that at a time <laughs> and i would inside myself sharon a lot of times say but do you know how it all began yeah uh, that's it, it, yeah. it it's only going to end be- this way because of how it began right that's right and so and in doing that it's really um to tell you of a of a incident i had in in heaven not a bad incident because there's no bad incidents in heaven <laughs> good right. incident in heaven of me communicating with one of God's creations, which was a mountain. All right. Um, okay. I remember and, from your book that you talked about how the mountains were waving. Yes. Oh, wow. how the, yes, yes. And well, this was the mountain. And when I say the mountain, it, it's the mountain of God. You read it in, in, in the Bible over and over. This was the first creation. And most people don't realize that, hmm. you know, the, everything else came after to this creation. So this creation, after God created this mountain, it's a mountain that, you know, we say that he sits on and on the high and all that stuff. And, and even some of the mythology, um, um, thinking, you know, when they talk about Mount Olympus and all that stuff, oh, yeah. it, it, this is where they get this from, because this is the mountain. Well, mountains can communicate. Wow. And, wow. This mountain told me something hmm. and, 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 and really opened up the door for me to see things um, from a different point of view than I've ever seen them before of how things began. Wow. And one of the things I always say this mountain started off with was, you know, it, it said to me, because I'm, I'm going through heaven. <laughs> Mm-hmm. This this wasn't my initial. This wasn't the initial going to see Jesus the first time. This mm-hmm. is after he told me, "No, it's not your time. Go back." And I and I 
go back to what I call the edge of heaven and I'm at the edge and my body's not ready and I turn around and I figure I'm staying in heaven. So I didn't go right back to Jesus. I, I always say there was a force in front of me and I went to the right side of that force. <laughs> 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 traveling, you know, and as I'm traveling, that's where I saw those mountains moving. You know, when I tell oh, you, yeah. you talked about and but this one mountain, it just stopped. And, and and I said, looked at me, someone said, did it have eyes? No, not like we would think. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, did it have a mouse? Because it spoke to me. No, not. But I understood it. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was looking at me. And I just remembered this, the mountain saying that the the, the uh, snow's melting and, and the leaves are falling. That's what he said to me, this mountain. Mm-hmm. And I say he because I, can, I could say she too. I wouldn't be wrong either terminology. Doesn't have okay. gender. It doesn't have gender. You're right. (laughs) But the reality of it is that when this uh, mountain communicated that to me, after it said that, it started telling me how things began. Wow. And all of a sudden, it's it's sharing the beginning, not the beginning of of God, because the mountain wasn't existing at that moment. Right. You know what I mean? As a matter of fact, and, and, and one of the things that really got me is, we're always trying to, whether we realize it or not, talk about the beginning of God. And there is no beginning and no end. Mm-hmm. And that's hard for our minds to even grab. Yeah. Just because of how we're created and how everything else is created. Mm-hmm. How can a being never have been, had to be created and just existed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So that's hard for us to grab in that sense. And so I, I'm listening to this this mountain communicate to me all these details of things, you know, from from the from the beginning all the way to the fall and all the things that took place. Like like in a sense, I was there when mm-hmm. all this took place all the way up until we are created. Wow. Yeah. And so in this in this training, I go through that process of helping people see it not only from what the mountain said, but from the scriptures. Good. Because then what happened after that was then all of a sudden I'm walking on this planet and I have this knowledge and I would see something in the scriptures and I would see something in the scriptures and I would say, but I always thought of it this way. But then when you even break it down into the Greek or the Hebrew language or the Aramaic language, you can use a word that would describe it like the mountain said it. Hmm. Okay. You know? Yeah, that's tremendous. There's other words there. Don't get me wrong. But here's a word. That's how the mountain said it was like. Yeah. You know? And so I, 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 I tried, first of all, bringing this training to people and sharing it with them. And people were having a hard time with it. <laughs> okay. And I and I really wanted to say, well, Lord, it's not going over good. They'll find out when they get there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not a salvation no. type of thing. No. Uh, but they'll find out when they get there. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. what I say because people are saying, nah, ding, but I said, they'll find out when they get there. That's okay with me. And I was not going to do it anymore. And the Holy Spirit said, or the Lord said to me, no, you've got to build of smaller stepping stones, mm. you know, and I, and I, it was like, he was saying, we're going across a swamp mm-hmm. and there's, and, and there's these stepping stones and you put them three feet apart and people can't make that jump. So you, now you got, <laughs> now you got to put them one foot apart. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Oh, that's very more, good. more stepping stones. So people can, can make that jump. 
Sometimes what happens, and I love this part, sometimes when I'm doing this, um, people start saying, I knew that. I knew that. Wow. I knew that. And I love that part of it because that's the Holy Spirit on the inside of them that's already revealed it to them, but they never had no one confirm what Mm -hmm. they had. You understand what I mean? Or the scripture reference wasn't there for them. So they didn't know they should say to uh, walk that way or believe that the other thing that happened oh this was i was doing i only do this is the only one i have planned this year mm-hmm. i wow. don't do this training on a regular basis um mainly because i'm an evangelist as you guys know and i go out to get people to know jesus christ as lord and savior and so every once in a while the father says no i want you to do it here or i want mm-hmm. you to do it here the last time i was out in arkansas with you guys the holy spirit said i want you to do it here i love it mm-hmm. that wow. made okay. me so happy when you said that in fact when i invited you the first time I was mm-hmm. hoping that's what you were going to bring. <laughs> uh, well, Apostle Tony Kemp told us that you can go deep, and I was really wanting you to go deep. So you're going to go deep with us this next time. Oh, this is this is this is going to change. It's always changed people. Mm. One, let me tell you this one story. This was so cool. I was doing it in, um, I think it was in uh, a place in California. Uh, I can't think of it. It was like Oak, Oakdale, Oakdale, California. And I was doing it in a private home. They had gathered a number of people. And the pastor of the church of the members that were in the home I was doing decided he would come. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he was, he, he didn't go through. I always like people to go through the whole thing mm-hmm. because of the way the stepping stones are there. Sure. I, sometimes we believe, well, we'll get there and we can catch on. I don't believe people can catch on to this because this is literally training your mind to start thinking from a heavenly point of view. Mm-hmm. That's what this oh, is really doing. Great. Okay. Mm-hmm. So wow. even though you're getting the information, the training is, there's a different way of looking at it and you can look at it from God's point of view. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because uh, just the way it is, it's put together. So here it is. He's there and he comes in, not really at the beginning, but really the second day, you know how I have the first day. Mm-hmm. The first day is really just a setup day. And I'll be honest with you. That first day is to get anybody out of there that shouldn't be there. <laughs> you know, so so I say that to you. <laughs> so if somebody gets up and leave. Don't be offended. Right? Yeah, no, yeah. I even tell them. I even say you don't have to come back the second day if this doesn't fit with you. I tell them that. And it really is to push them out. Mm-hmm. Because I, when you have doubters in a, in a meeting, as you know, mm-hmm. it changes the way things are done. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, they affect the atmosphere. They affect the atmosphere, but they also affect what the father will release. Oh, yes. That would be true. Because they, they, they're not ready for it. They're, God's not going to release it right. for the ones that are ready. That's correct. You're right about so. So that's what that's usually to do, you know. And so uh, um, and so this guy came and he's in the meeting and he's looking like, Dean, you're way off on this stuff. That's mm. what he's looking at me and his whole facial expression. And I can see it. Nobody else can see it, but I can see it. You know how that is. Sure, you can see sure. it. But I'm going on because the Holy Spirit said going on. And and and, and I get to a part and saying, you want to know why man was created? And he just looks so dumbfounded. He looked so like, uh, like, uh, like that man. He was really bad. <laughs> and I'm looking at him thinking, I got to go through this still because I got to go push through it. And then, and then all of a sudden, about an hour later, he, he shakes himself like he just shakes himself like that. And he gets up and he says, oh, I got to go. I got to go. 
and he leaves out the door. And I'm thinking, good, he gone. <laughs> this is the past of a church. Okay. Oh, wow. And what had happened is uh, he had to go pick up his wife in Sacramento at the airport, you know, because Oak, Oakdale is closer to up in that area of California. And so I'm thinking, good. The next morning I get up and I'm driving back up to Washington because I drove down there and it's Sunday because I did this on a Friday and Saturday and it's Sunday morning and I'm driving up and I get a call from the people says, you don't know what happened to our pastor. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I said, what? He said, when you said, uh, why was man created? All of a sudden he was taken into heaven. Glory to God. Wow. So all that time I'm thinking he looking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Can't judge a book by its cover, can you? <laughs> he's he's enjoying heaven. Now you gotta understand, this guy didn't believe that would happen. Wow. This was a new experience for him big time. It was wow. not like he was one that believed in that type of stuff. Do you mm-hmm. understand what I mean? Yeah. And he said, and they called me back and you don't know what he this morning he came to um he came to church and he just told the whole church, he says, we got to do better. We got to get up on this altar and we got to see God with everything we have. Wow. And, and and then the whole church literally went up on the altar and they were having a, a awakening or a revival that morning in their church. Glory <laughs> to Christ God. God. Hallelujah. And I, and I think, Lord, you knew what you were doing with this, with him. Uh, but the reality of it is that um, he just, really got into the spiritual realm and once he got there he got caught up mm-hmm. you understand wow. me? yeah and, and so i never I, and i can't say it was me because i didn't do anything you know yeah, yeah in fact if anything i would have been kind of discouraging because i was looking at his face saying this guy <laughs> in my head you know yeah. what i mean he is so not here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but God used that moment wow. to take him into heaven. He got changed radically, changed his church radically. Wow. You know, just and not just a minor change, a radical change. Oh you know, God. and and so and that's what happened. And so it was that's just true. Jesus. So I know the training are goes. It brings people into a different realm. It really mm. does that training that I'm talking about of the mind to go into that direction changes mm-hmm. how we move in, in the spiritual realm. The other uh, uh, time, I, some people, because it's a lot of information to process, it really is. And mm-hmm. I'm giving you lots and lots of scriptures. Mm-hmm. I'm not just giving you, here's a scripture here. I'm, I'm saying this is it. And here's five scriptures to support that. Wow. Here, and here's 10 scriptures. Okay. To support that. Do you understand? Stay what I mean? Wonderful. And so, and so what happens with a lot of the people that go through this sometimes is so much coming in. It is a lot coming in. And Mm -hmm. I I was, I did it at this native American church, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and uh, the drummer there was the pastor and he was in, he, he was telling me that uh, after the training and we did the, uh, first day and then we did the second day and after the training he tells me he said dean i got stuck in the first hour i'm still <laughs> processing the first hour <laughs> <laughs> wow but it changed oh, wow. him okay wow. and so there's there's just certain things that i was this was something that was given to me by the mountain of god 
And so he he helped me to develop it and put into he went through the scriptures and just bring it in there. And Sharon, it is it is it is changing. It will change people. Hmm. You know what I mean? They will not think the same afterwards. Wow. I want it to be used. I, I even tell them what the goals are for. You know, it's really to enhance their lives better on this planet to be more effective in doing what God wants them to do and to move into that spiritual realm in such a way that it's a natural to them, not mm-hmm. something that's on the side that they do every once in a while, but this is how they live. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You, you know, and because yeah. I used to, in, 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 I don't know if I used it there. Sometimes people say it's supernatural. I'm not, I don't use the word supernatural. Mm-hmm. I always say that's because of my experience, that's our natural realm. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. You know? And so I don't say it's a, it's a realm over here. We No, this is what we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know? And then right. when we talk about this realm, I said there's the eternal realm and the temporal realm. This realm will no longer be after a while. You know, and we're moving into the eternal realm. Now, a good thing. uh, I just answered a question on uh, YouTube and it it came from the pastor there in Arkansas. Uh, Mm -hmm. What's his name? Uh, The pastor. I went to Justin. Oh, Justin. I was Justin asked me a question. Why do I use the word realm instead of dimension? Oh, I was listening to that to that one that you did on YouTube about that. Yeah. I didn't know it was my own pastor that sent it in. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be in his church. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be in the church. Well, that was answering his question. Yeah. And most people look at dimensions as, as boundaries and realms are who rules that area. Yeah. You yeah. know, and within realms, there's realms. The earth realm, which is really given to human beings, us adults, mm-hmm. okay, that realm has all kinds of countries. Those are all realms mm-hmm. within sure. it. And then the, the demonic realm has realms too. You know, within the realm of we have Satan, but there's realm, there's there's the uh, uh demonic realms within the realm and then the heavenly realm. Well, when you get to heaven, there's all kinds of realms. Ephesians, the third chapter, I mean the first chapter, the third verse says the heavenly realms. And mm-hmm. it's an S. And mm-hmm. there's all kinds of realms there. Okay. And so most of us don't realize it's not just one realm, it's realms. Mm -hmm. And when you get to be with the Father of Jesus in heaven, there's no endless to the realms. Mm. You know, I could say, I don't know because I didn't see it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, I could say God's still creating realms in heaven because he's a creator. Right. Uh Why would he stop creating? Exactly. You know, and so I, I never asked him, so have you created any new realms lately? <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a lot of knowing that you get there, isn't there? Oh, there's a there? there's a lot of knowing. There's a lot of knowing and very little questions. You know wow. what I mean? There's more. You just know. It's, it's almost like, you know how we study to get to a point so that we'll be able to do what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you you already know. So you do. Yes. Does yes. that make sense? Okay. You know, yes. There's no studying to get to that point. Mm-hmm. I think our disadvantage is, is because we got to renew our spiritual mind. You got to go through that renewing process of realizing who we are. 
Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Certainly. And so, and, and we got to fight the carnality or our flesh side to l- let it know that we're more powerful than it is. And so we're going through that process of learning how to do that, when to do it and everything like that. We know how to defeat the, the enemy of God because Ephesians, the sixth chapter, the 10th verse tells us how to do that. Um, several Bible verses tell us how to do that. And then it said, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and so all that stuff is already there. We're just learning how to walk in it. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Mm-hmm. And, Certainly does. But in heaven, there's no learning because you walk in it. Yes, wow. yes. You know, wow. I've I've heard I've heard people tell about uh, their experience in heaven and how they could just sit down and play an instrument like a piano or yeah. or instruments that you we don't even have on this planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they could just sit down. There's there's a knowing, as you said, you you already just know how to do it. Yeah. Mm. Even wow. with the father, you know, uh, that's probably one of the things that changed for me um, is that um, I used to say Lord and, and God a whole lot. Or mm-hmm. I say Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. father was probably the least word I would say when I referred to God almighty. Mm-hmm. Now it's the one I refer to him the most mm-hmm. wow. because when I was there with him and, and Jesus, he was my father. Mm-hmm. And even saying it now, there's a connection in me I cannot describe to God Almighty because of having that experience of him being my father and knowing because of that, he will take care of me. Beautiful. You know, wow. you, you've heard me say this. You and Phil heard me say this before. He takes good care of me and my wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying it from a boastful pride or any. I'm saying my father, my father takes mm-hmm. good care of me and my wife. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I don't always know how he's going to do it or when he's going to do it or, you know, the method he's going to do it, but he does. Yeah. And I remember when I was a child, my dad, he went to work and he came home, you know, he took care of me and my brothers and Mm -hmm. I have any sisters, but I just had all brothers and we didn't, we didn't say, well, dad's going to work today and he's going to be doing this and doing that and do this. We just assumed he would take care of us. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. We didn't wow. even ask him how he was going to do it. We just knew he was going to do it. That's yeah. right. That's what fathers do. Yeah. That's what fathers do. And so that's one of the things that really, uh, when I got to be with the Father and Jesus in heaven and this training, that's what I'm coming from. I'm not coming from uh, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ's point of view. Okay. I'm coming from the Father's point of view. Yeah. Beautiful. And, the, and if you look at it from the father's point of view, man, yeah, I, I, I try not to share anything too much because <laughs> 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 I do get a joy out of at, when I'm done with it and people's eyes are open. You know, I get a joy when I see the, the light come on on the inside of them or they just got brighter, you yeah, know, especially, especially when they when they when they said, I knew this. I love it when they said, I knew this. I love mm. that. That's tremendous. Yeah, because God, he, I always say he's not hiding it from us. Some people say he's hiding things. I say, no, why would he hide it from us? There may be some things you don't need to know. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that reminds me of the story of, uh, of Corrie ten Boom that, that she told when she oh, was a yeah. little girl, how, how she... Um, she she knew that that sex meant um, you're either a boy or a girl, and and uh, she knew what sin was, and mm-hmm. she 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 heard somebody talking about sex sin, so she asked her daddy about it, and 
I think they were on the train and, and uh, they, he had, you know, he was a watchmaker. And so he had this heavy case full of parts and, and, and so on, parts and tools. Mm-hmm. And, and so he, he didn't, um, he didn't answer her right away. And then he, the, the train stopped and he got his, his toolbox down and he set it down. He said, Corey, can you carry this for me? And she tried to lift it and she said, no, it's too heavy for me. He said, the answer to your question is too heavy for you right now, but when you get older, you'll be able to handle it. Yeah. So that's, that's how our good father Hmm. handles things for us that, that we're not ready to handle yet. Yes. You know, if we even look at our society now, many kids, because they've been exposed to that part of their lives, Mm -hmm. Even as adults, they can't handle it. Wow. You understand? I mean, it wow. still damages them even as an adult because of what happened to them as a child. Yeah. So, and I think sometimes we, as as brothers and, and sisters in the Lord, we got to understand there are some things we're not ready to handle. Yeah. You know, you know I've had some things that I, I saw them in heaven and I had no idea what they really were. Mm-hmm. You understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and God, um, probably in the last two years, has really revealed these things to me and said, this is what that was. This is what that was. Wow. And, it, and it was almost like you aren't ready for it because wow. we need it now. And mm-hmm. now that you're ready for it, I can reveal it to you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Uh, yes, absolutely. And so it was almost the timing was not at that time. And, and um <laughs> I laugh about it, but it wasn't like I was trying to seek it and know what it was anyway. I had enough stuff to try to figure out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's like this year when someone comes to me and says, I want to pray that you get more revelation. I think, and I'm trying to figure out the stuff I got already. <laughs> <laughs> figure out what I have. Wow. wow. You can dump another. Oh, well, but I got, you go to heaven. Every, mm-hmm. everything. I mean, every uh, we say molecule or atom has a thousand ways to understand it. Mm-hmm. I'm just breaking it down. And now you take, it's like looking at a tree and seeing the leaves on the tree. And now you're trying to understand every leaf on the tree mm-hmm. and every leaf on the tree has a meaning mm-hmm. because oh. God created that leaf. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, in heaven, you do it and no problem. Wow. Just On so earth, your brain can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we have to learn how to walk in the spirit so that we're not right. trying to just do things by reasoning. You get it by intuition when it yeah. comes from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah. Can I tell you about a dream I just had recently? Oh, please do. It, it, it's a, it's, it happened about three days ago, to be honest with you. And um, I was dreaming about Billy Graham. Hmm. Now, I'm not I w- I'm not a Billy Graham fan. Do you understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I knew he was a, a evangelist, and there's some things that he's done that I probably modeled myself off because of the integrity, you know, mm-hmm. because you want to have that integrity and everything like that. Yeah. Um, but I've never been a Billy Graham, like, you know, okay, Billy Graham, I got friends that work for his son now all that type of stuff, but I've never really been. So in this dream, I'm in a stadium and in the stadium, it's like a football game was going to happen, but they were going to honor Billy Graham. 
you know, I'm and I'm not close down to the to the to the um, field. I'm up in the stands pretty mm-hmm. high and 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 something about the military, you know, like army and everything. They were going to honor him in the stadium. After that, I find myself at Billy Graham's house talking to him mm-hmm. and he's he's showing me the mountains where he lives out and how beautiful they are and everything. And I'm thinking, well, it'd be good for Maryland to see this, you know, and then I go into his house and he starts talking to me and he's communicating with me and he's about a hundred years old, you know, in this dream. So he's not a young guy. He's an older man. And, um, we communicate some things he's talking, and I'm there. I gotta learn. I gotta learn. This is all thinking to myself. I gotta learn. And then the dream ends. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, Lord, what? Because I knew it was a God dream. Because this is not a person I, I didn't, I didn't follow him. You know, I know very little about this person. And I, so I bought his book, just as, as I am. So I mm-hmm. started to read it. And one of the things he said that really got me, and he's doing the narrative because I got the audio. And he says, I listened to the Holy Spirit and I just did what the Holy Spirit told me to do. Yeah. He said, People think I did this to be famous. I did this to be famous. No, I just listened to the Holy Spirit and I just did what the Holy Spirit told me to do. Beautiful. And when he said that, I, th- I said to myself, that's what I do. I just mm-hmm. listen to the Holy Spirit and he tells me what to do. I'm not trying to be famous or known or anything. I'm just listening to him. And Billy Graham said he did that. And that's how he got into the places he got, wow. you know, and I thought, Lord, so I'm listening to that audio book even right now. I know it's the impact what I do because I'm an evangelist by trade. You know, that's what God has called me to do. You know, this is what I do. This and some other things I do. The trainees are on the side and they're only for <laughs> certain people. And it's only when God tells me to, to reveal this to people that I reveal it. Other friends of mine that are out there that are ministering in the community of heaven, they do this. Okay. Cause that's what God has called them to do. Mm-hmm. Mine is very rare when I do it, you know, mm-hmm. but they do it on, that's what God called them to do. And that's okay. Mine is the, because, because of the, um, death is documented the way it is mm-hmm. and the, and the evidence that I have, they can't get into those places because they're saying I died. And someone said, well, how do you know you died? Who tells you that? Where's the records? Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I mean? Sure. And, you know, and they can't produce that. Not saying they didn't die. They can't produce what I can produce the records and the doctor that actually mm-hmm. say that. So yeah. now the door opens for me to go into those realms or those areas where they can't go with the same message because now I, the facts are there. The man died, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then people want to know what I experienced. And so I, I just say that because having this dream of Billy Graham, how it's really impacted me lately to the significance of, what I'm doing and how I'm doing it and where I'm going. And when he said that, it really just was like a confirmation for me that, yeah, because I didn't know he did that. I didn't even know he listened to the Holy Spirit. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know he thought there was a Holy Spirit. Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, because, you know, because of the, of the denomination he came out of. And I know yeah. that everybody in that denomination just doesn't believe that but you know what i'm talking about is right, uh, right. well he, yeah. whether he talked in tongues or not i don't know but i know that he had an, an experience with the holy spirit in order to get him to that point yeah and, and and he was he was always very um open about tongues and and that it wasn't a it's he said it's in the bible you know? yeah so yeah. people were asking him during the charismatic move you know oh, is, wow. is this for real 
and and he he didn't deny that it was for real. He, yeah. he said the Holy Spirit. It's it's in the Bible. Well, I may find out later in the book, but right yeah. now it's just like yeah. I don't know this guy. Listen to the Holy Spirit, <laughs> and I knew what he's when he said that. I knew exactly what he was saying because that's yes. what I do. <laughs> yes. Hmm. You you mentioned earlier that during this teaching you said, "Do you know?" why God created man. Is that yes. something we have to wait for that uh, that teaching before we can get an answer to that? Or is that something you can share with us a little bit now? You know, I usually try to wait then because it, the impact that it has on people is to, is really dramatic. But again, it's changing the way you think. Okay. You know, that training has to be because, man, we've been told so much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and here it is. It, it's in the word. It's not, I'm not saying something that's not in the word, but to get, it's hard to, for a person to change. You, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I was um, on an airplane recently listening to one of the kids shows and they were talking about the brain. And they said that same area that we have to access for change is the same area that we access for pain. Ooh, wow. boy, that'll preach, won't it? Yeah. So, so change is discomforting for most people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it can be painful for you because that's it's hidden in the same area of the brain. You know, that's something. And it, and it takes people some time to get moved into that change. Do you know? Mm-hmm. And what happens with this, what, you know, people don't realize it is really exercising your brain to start thinking different. I know once you move it, just like that pastor that went to heaven. Once you start moving in that area, you break down, you're going to move into that spiritual realm and mm-hmm. different ways and even what the training is doing. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's to really get you to start exercising your thinking to start looking. I always say, and you heard me say, look at it from a heavenly point of view. And you have the ability to do that because you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, yes. you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, but it has to be linked to the word of God. Now, that's the other thing. I'm going to share this stuff. It's going to be out there for a lot of people. And I'm going to say, here it is in the word of God. And someone's going to say, I saw that all that time, but I never saw that. Yeah. <laughs> and it was right there. Yeah. You know? And the reason they didn't see it is because their brain was trained a different way of looking at it. Right. And all of a sudden, now it's trained to look at it from God's point of view instead of man's point of view. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like the father with the with the toolbox. That's correct. Mm-hmm. You know, that's he, right. There's there's so much that you can handle, and when you get to where you can handle some more, he'll give you some more. Yeah, yeah, and some of that is just training. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we as human beings sometimes we don't want to go through that. It's it's like you know, you and Phil went all over the world. You guys have been in lots of countries. You know. And how many people think when they're called into the mission field, they're going to go to the deepest parts of Africa? (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. I'm not saying some people aren't called there. Right. But everybody thinks, oh, man, if I'm called into the mission field, I got to go live with, uh, you know, the pygmies in in, in, uh, uh, the Congo. You know what I'm talking about. Right. It, and, and don't don't what, call me to the mission field because I don't want to go there. Or that's you might, right. You, you might be a, in a yurt in Mongolia. Right. Know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you hear what I'm saying? But that's not God. Yeah. You know, I always believe if He called you, like Billy Graham was saying in his book, he was just really trying to be a farmer. 
that's all he really wanted to do. He never <laughs> wanted to be a preacher. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh. And but God called him into the ministry. And when he started preaching, he knew that's what God called him to do. Wow. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and you just know it, you know, like me. I, I say this. Um, I never really wanted to be an evangelist. <laughs> right. <laughs> Every advantage I ever saw, they looked like they were barely making it in life. Yeah. <laughs> Do you understand what I mean? Right, yeah. right. I had trained yeah. to be a pastor. All mm. my schooling was pastoral. All my thinking was pastoral. Anything I did was to be a pastor. Pastor. Serious. Mm. And what God called me to do, be an evangelist. Right. Wow. But your experience in heaven gave you the foundation and the understanding and, and, and everything inside of you. It was like a switch turned on. When you came back, all you wanted to do was get people saved. Yeah, yeah I, I wanted to get people to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, um, yeah. mainly because when I looked in his eyes, I came to understand he wants everyone there. There's not yeah. a person on the planet he doesn't want to be with him. You know, wow. I, I can't get that look out of my head. I, I mm. you know, it's not something that haunts me like in a bad, bad way. It really, it drives me, you know, it, it, it has me to take that next step and to moving in that direction. So that's there. It's talking to you right now. I see it. There's no mm. way I cannot see it. You know, mm. it's there. But I found out one of the things that all that training did for me was make it so that when I'm in people's churches and I'm with them, that I respect them. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I really look at myself as a tool, uh, really a tool, you know, uh, like uh, someone would take a hammer and they take it out of their tool, you know, uh, box and they use it to hammer nails. If they need me to be the hammer that day, I'm a hammer. If they need me to be mm. uh, pliers, I'm a pliers. If they need me to, to be a wrench, I'm a wrench. Whatever they need. And I don't, I'm okay with it. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. That's why a lot of times I don't give the boundaries to people. People say, well, do you want this? Do you want? No, because I don't know what you need me for. You know what you need me for. Does that make uh, sense? Yes, uh, yes. So that's what I learned probably in that, in this process. And I had to come to the realization, you know, about a year and a half after this is what God called me to do. I was in Arizona. And uh, at that time, my daughter and my son-in-law lived there. And he was playing uh, professional football and for the Arizona Cardinals at the time. And uh, I remember walking their dog up the hill and looking at Phoenix. And the Lord literally took the atmosphere and went like this, stretched it right before me. Wow. He, ex wow. he expanded the atmosphere. I saw it. Huh. And I'm looking at Phoenix and seeing this atmosphere expand. And he didn't say a word to me, but I got the message. And this was the message was, he says, stop treating it as a side job. Stop treating it as a hobby. This is what I called you to do. Wow. And I just remembered lowering my head at the distance <laughs> after I came back from heaven. You know, because my job, my goal was to do this for five years and then get back to doing what I used to do. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> I was told it would fade after five years. That's what I was told. It would well, you weren't told that in heaven. No, I wasn't told that in heaven. <laughs> I, was, I was told that by somebody on the planet. So those stories only last about five years and then uh-uh. they're no good, no longer. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, th- no, the stories just keep expanding. Yeah. Well, I'm just telling you. What, so I figured yeah. I'd do this five years and get out of it, you know, after that. And, but uh, when he said that, then I said, I said, okay. I remember bowing my head, just you know, head down, like, okay, Lord, this is what you called me to do. And right after that, that's when everything exploded, and I started getting meetings after meetings after meetings after meetings. Huh. Once I accepted what I was called to do, that's it was no, it has never stopped. Wow! Wow! Praise God! Glory to God! And now you're going into schools. Oh, oh yeah! Tell us about the schools. This <laughs> excites me so much. Sharon is one of my favorite places to go. You know, the 700 Club did a, a video a few years ago. You could go online, you know. Yeah, and we'll put I a ta- link to it. I take that seven. I take that video and I show it at the beginning of being able to speak. And then I come up and I take answers from the kids. And they ask all kinds of questions. And then someone else usually comes up after me and asks how many well, I ask how many people want to accept Jesus, and then someone else makes the invitation and prays with the kids. Okay, that's how I usually do it. And we see so many kids raise their hands to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And Wonderful. the place I'm doing it is not in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Not that I can't do it in Arkansas. It's not in Oklahoma. It's not in Texas. It's in California. Glory oh, to God. Amazing. I love it. <laughs> it's in California. California. And and people, I, I, and I think, because people always say, well, I can't do it in our school district. I'm talking about California. If it can yeah. be done in California, it can be done in your school district. That's the truth. I do have plans to go back to California and do some more this year. I did some just recently. And also, I, I'm doing Wichita, uh, um, Kansas, in about a few weeks. And I'm going to six of their schools to, to share with the kids in the public schools. About, Wonderful about you know going to heaven and being with the father of jesus and then i go to oregon and i'm doing baker city and i'm doing their schools over in that area wow so that tells you you know and then the requests are there they're just more and more requests i always tell teachers because teachers are i say if you want me in your school this is how you can do it and they usually try to work it out and we get in the schools and man i did a high school and a junior high recently and I did 278 junior hires and 300 some odd high schools, you know, high school students, you know, mm-hmm. and it was, it was interesting. All the hands that went up of all those kids that want to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Wow. Yeah. That's I mean, tremendous. That's awesome. The sad thing about it is um, in some of the schools, um, we don't have the participation from the different churches. And so after these kids raise their hands, I always tell people, I'm the one that goes out and cuts the hay, you know, or or the wheat. Somebody else needs to come and bail it up. Right. (laughs) Right. And that's that's the responsibility of the churches. You know what I mean? To me, you know, and sometimes we don't get the participation like we need in the sense of someone coming in there and start trying to um, connect with these kids so that they can have a place to go. Yeah, they need to be discipled. I did have one church that did do that, and uh, the kids are not born again. (laughs) 
Oh, I shouldn't say they're not born oh. again. They're not church kids. They they were born again, but they weren't church kids. You know, they weren't right. raised in the church. Right. So when they start coming to youth group, they weren't acting like the the uh, what do you say the um, church people thought they should act like. And Uh-oh. then we had parents get upset because they didn't want their kids affiliating with those kids. Oh, I it's mean, like starting a new denomination. Yeah, and so <laughs> it was. It was like, you know, so it's almost like you're praying for the country to change, mm-hmm. but you don't want it to do it God's way. You want to do it your way. So, mm-hmm. Sharon, it was, it was kind of sad. Um, a sad story. The, the one of the churches, they their 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 youth group uh, tripled. You know what I mean? By wow. Because they came and they connected with the kids and the kids started coming to their youth group. Okay. Well, there was drug dealing in the youth group. Okay. Uh-oh. And they caught the 15 kids and they said, okay, we're going to kick. Well, we're going to have a different group over here for you guys. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm not saying that they did it wrong. I'm just saying when they did that, of course, those people, those kids didn't stay. They, mm-hmm. they dwindled down to three kids. Okay. okay. And I remember going to talk to the three kids because, you know, I went and talked to both youth groups, the one that didn't and the other one. But the sad thing about it is one of the people, it got a hold of fentanyl, mm. 13-year-old girl, and didn't make it. Oh, Jesus. So it's kind of like we can do this harvesting of these kids, and they're not going to be church kids. They're not going to say things right. They're not going to... Mm-hmm. Do the way we are used to in the religious community. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, they don't fit the mold. No, they don't fit the mold. And so, um, so I can go into these schools and I'm accepting a lot of these schools. And yeah, we get all these kids to come know Jesus Christ. Now, what do we do with them? Right. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that's the whole issue that we have as we're looking at the harvest that's about to come in. Yeah. It's going to be all hands on deck. Every single believer is going to have to, Learn how to bring people to Jesus and learn how to help disciple them yeah. and and not expect them to be in a three-piece suit tomorrow, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, not that people wear three-piece suits to church anymore, but, you know, that that's the, the principle is that... Uh, that we've we've got to learn how to disciple people, and you know yeah. Jesus Jesus hung out with the prostitutes and the tax collectors and and the people that uh, that the religious community didn't want anything to do with, but Jesus uh, hung out with them. And yeah. I think that even with Jew and Phil's ministry, you know, that's the main people that really God is sending you to, is the is to reach the people that don't know Jesus. The ones yeah. that do know Jesus, that's a whole different story. But you guys, in the sense of what God has called you to do, it, like you're talking about this great harvest coming in, mm-hmm. or, or I even say a great awakening because it's awakening a lot of people to Jesus Christ. And we know it's even going on now. Most people mm-hmm. don't realize that the movement has already started. Just right. because it's not um, being broadcast in the news or anything like that doesn't mean God's not moving. Right. You know, um, I'm listening. I, there's this one ministry and they're talking about how they had a hundred thousand of Generation X already accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Wow. And, and they said the reason the way they do it is they don't go after the atheists. They go after those that believe in a God. Mm-hmm. And they just right. help them define who God is. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> is right. that good news? Wow. That is really good that's, news. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. You know, something that you said at the beginning of this interview uh, uh talking about about talking to the mountain in heaven yeah 
you know, I'm I have such a burden for for the the indigenous peoples of the world and and particularly in our own nation, the the Native Americans and First Nations as they're mm-hmm. called in Canada. That um, these are people and and indigenous people in in most nations have a sense of the spiritual. Yes. And you know, our, our Western culture is so wound up with intellectualism that we don't even think that there is such a thing as a spirit realm. Right. But talking to the mountain is as normal as as can be for people who are tuned tuned into the spirit realm. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You're right around. You're right about that. I think one of my uh, greatest experiences was in New Zealand, mm-hmm. uh, and um, enjoyed New Zealand greatly. And one day, the Lord told me, you know, I have that book called Deep Worship in Heaven. Yes, but I love Before that. the book was written, I used to tell people about it. And I was in this one place in New Zealand, and, and the Lord said, I want you to talk about, you know, worship in heaven. And I usually, because of, you know, all the different fashions of that book and all the different creations I talk about to praise God, you know, mm-hmm. most religions don't think that way. So it, it's one of those, you almost break in the box thing. So mm-hmm. usually I have to go through a whole process before I get there, before someone, but the Lord said, no, I want you to talk about it. And, you know, like Billy Graham said, okay, Holy Spirit said talk, we're going to talk. So I shared about this whole experience of being in heaven and worshiping with the book, you know, I put in the book. And then at the end, the Lord said, now I ask how many people want to come and know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And this was mostly Maori people, you know, uh, there in um, in the area. The church was packed. It was filled out. They had to open up walls, rooms on the side. It was just packed. And um, so we give the invitation for people to come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior after I finished saying this about worship in heaven. And all these people come up. Wow. Okay. And I was surprised how many people showed up because to me, the message wasn't such a drawing message in the sense of, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to yeah. be born again. Yeah. Uh, and so, but because of their spirituality, do you understand what I mean? Because right. of where they were, they could relate to what I was saying from that realm. And right. that's why they wanted to be connected to that realm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who the people were that came up to get born again. Until the next day, we were going to somewhere else in New Zealand. And the guy that was with us, he come up, he said, you don't know what happened last night. And his name was Michael. I said, no, Michael, I don't know what happened. He said, many of the elders or the oh. chiefs of the different tribes came up and got born again that night. Glory mm. to God. Wow. And because I was talking about it from a spiritual point of view, worship in heaven, they got it. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, it's all about, you know, we've been praying it for generations. Thy kingdom come. Thy yes. will be done yeah. on earth, on this planet, as it is in heaven. And yeah. that's one of the reasons why I love your books and, and, and what uh, the Lord showed you and how you've shared it with, with so many, that this is an opportunity to see into heaven so yeah. that we can see what it is we're supposed to be doing so we can start doing it here yeah. on earth. And I think the training that's coming up, you know, when I come out there, that's mm-hmm. what that's really to do. It really oh. is going to help people to move forward in a lot of ways. Uh, and it's, I'm doing it on purpose. There's an agenda. There is. Don't mm-hmm. think I'm trying to sneak something in on somebody. I tell them right up front, you know, what I want them, want them to do. Matter of fact, I can go over that with you now because that is something I could share. Good. Because um, I have an agenda. I, 
I want people to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You know, and I say right up front, destroy the work of the devil, right up to big. That's the, for, the reason for this knowledge is to destroy the works of the devil. Hmm. And, I, and, and that's out of John, you know, first John three, eight, the one yes. who, who practices sin is of the devil because the devil has been sinning from the beginning for this purpose. The son of God was revealed to destroy the works of the devil. Amen. So this whole um, knowledge is number one, to destroy the works of the devil. Heal all who are oppressed by the devil. Yes. That's num number two area. And number three, uh, to do greater deeds. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I stopped there, Sharon, because God even opened up this more to me so that you can do greater deeds. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't get into it. But when we get there, I'm telling you. <laughs> It's wow. go, that is going to change some people. And then they have compassion and, and the show love. Those, mm -hmm. That's what this is all about. It's not just you get this knowledge and just have this knowledge. This knowledge is to equip you to better do these things on this planet. Mm -hmm. It's going to be good knowledge. It's going to free some things, but it is really to mm -hmm. equip you to do the things on this planet. Wow. And so. God. I just share that with you because that's wow. what it, and I'm excited about it. And this is the only one I have this year. Wow. <laughs> well, we, we feel very privileged yeah. that you're coming here to do it. Thank Praise you, Holy God. Spirit, for, for leading him. Yes. <laughs> we are grateful. So we have a, a little thing on our website, globaloutpouring.net and globaloutpouring.org. Uh, .net takes you to our uh, podcast page, and .org takes you to the homepage. You can get there from from .net as well. Uh, but there's a there's an event tab there that you can click on, and we will be having more information out there on that uh, and and uh, about Dean coming here. Now we live in uh, rural Ozarks. We're seven miles from the nearest town and we live in a beautiful valley surrounded by mountains we're kind of in a cove and we call it the valley of angels in in german it's engeltal that's the mm -hmm. the name is engeltal then it means valley of angels and there's just some real angelic presence here and um we know that that god is is doing something amazing here um but what what we have organized is to uh, let people stay here on the grounds. Uh, we we have a limited space, but but just to have bed and breakfast here, and then you can uh, have meals outside of here. Uh, the meetings begin on May 27th, which is the Friday of Memorial Day weekend. And uh, eat your dinner before you come to the meeting. I think the meeting starts at... <laughs> uh, is seven, seven. o'clock okay? Yeah, if I think you... it's seven or six thirty. It might be, it, it might be seven o'clock. I would, I like yeah. uh, three and a half hours, so it might be seven o'clock. And then you can come down in the valley and sleep. We're we're having the meetings up on the mountain at the Glory Tabernacle, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll shuttle everybody back up after breakfast and uh, start about nine thirty. Yes. And then break for lunch and come back in the afternoon and finish up in the afternoon. It's a, what, eight and a half hours total teaching? About eight, about eight and a half hours, yeah. Yeah. So this is going to be an intensive. Yeah, very intensive. 
Very that's, intense. So uh, a, a yeah. tremendous, sem- yeah. a life-changing seminar. And that's one of the things that it, it blesses my heart so much to hear you say those words together. Because uh, when when our founder, Sister Gwen, was living and, and she was going out to the nations all the time, the, the number one prayer on my lips for her was, Lord, let this be life-changing for people. Yeah, and so uh, it excites me to hear you say that that uh, that this is going to be life changing because we can't afford to stay how we are. No, we have to keep changing more and more from glory to glory, from yes. glory to glory. He's in the process mm-hmm. of doing that every day, and the more we cooperate with him, the the greater distance that we'll be able to go in our walk with him will will the greater cooperation we'll have with him so that he can do through us what he wants to do on this planet. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) (laughs) So we're looking forward to you coming and we're welcoming our listeners to come here and join us and, and go to our website and, and uh, we'll, we'll shortly have some registration information out there and you can sign up and, and, uh, and come for this. Um, uh, the, the nearest airport is about two and a half hours drive, so we'll we'll have a shuttle for people. Uh, all the details will be out there on our website. So we're looking forward to having you. And and brother Dean, would you just pray for the listeners? Yes. Uh, and 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 give them something to to do before the Lord before they put their heads on their pillows tonight. Yeah. Father, thank you. Thank you for your presence right now. Thank you for just being with us during this process. Thank you for every listener out there, Lord. Lord, yes, Father. Lord, help them to just stop and listen to you. Mm -hmm. Just listen to you. And if there's chatter in their heads, no matter what it is, I command it to go in the name of Jesus so that they can hear you and know it's your voice. I thank you, Father, that you desire to communicate with them and they were created to communicate to you. Yes, Lord, I thank you that they have all the means they need to be able to communicate the way that you wanted to communicate to them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today and we look forward to having you with us in May. Yes. God bless you. Yes. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org To find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with His overwhelming, loving presence. Mm